Welcome to a Merry Eurovision Cast, a podcast where a very American couple discusses the very European Eurovision Song Contest. All aboard as we enjoy the best, the worst, and the weirdest that the Eurovision Song Contest has to offer. We're the American couple. I'm Meg. And I'm Lucas. And in this episode, we're going to, I guess, kind of review uh, what happened uh, in the Eurovision Song Contest 2018. Well, which just happened at the time of recording, just happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. We watched it on Logo TV, and I guess we have thoughts. We do have thoughts. There we go. Yeah. Um, first off, Logo TV yeah. is getting significantly better since the first year. Oh, yes. This, I, I didn't, I don't think I cared for it this year as much as last mm-hmm. year. I think I liked the pairing of the commentators last year better. Yes. But it was still worlds better than the first year. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Ross, what's his name? Uh-huh. Um, he needs to stay yeah, on. He yeah. is very... At, at Hello Ross on Twitter. Yes, at Hello Ross. Um, Ross Matthews, that's... His there name. we go. Thank you. Yes. No, he's he's good. <laughs> oh, he's, he's very good. very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, although I kind of enjoy... Because, you know, uh, on our podcast, we often get things wrong. We do. Yeah. It turns out we could be commentators... <laughs> For Logo TV, because they got things even wronger than we do. They did, that's true. Like, neither of them had any clue how the voting worked at all. <laughs> no, that was actually kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, Ross tried to describe it, but mm-hmm. didn't do very well. Yeah. Because he didn't actually know how it worked. And as soon as Shangela asked a question, Ross was like, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up and then never update anybody. But it wasn't necessarily necessary because the, the voting was did it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. Yeah. But I, but on the whole, like that was, it was actually good. It was, Oh yeah. They did not like chatter unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, they were pretty funny and like amiable. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Much. They're doing much better than they did that first year. I'm, I'm pleased with that. Oh yeah. Um, the the uh, program itself, I think we're always surprised by how fast it seems to go. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of, they have the parade of flags, right? Where flags come in and then the, all the um, countries come in. And then it's sort of like, bam. Like, they do not waste time. You go in and you, um, they, you, you know, you do like eight in a row. Mm-hmm. And real fast. No oh, breaks yeah. in between. Yeah. It's um, real quick. But then it also, you kind of forget how long, like, what, 26? Is it 26? Yeah. Yeah, how long 26 three-minute songs actually right. are. <laughs> right. And like, like, you add it up. Okay, that's like 75 minutes. It's like an hour and 15 yeah. minutes of songs. Mm-hmm. But then you also have, like, the little snippets the of postcards. Between, yeah. Know, the postcards. You have awkwardly talking to people in the green room. <laughs> right. Right, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the little cultural bits from mm-hmm. the host country and so on. Uh, so yeah, like, you know, here, but we start mid afternoon uh, in America and we're watching mm-hmm. it and like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll just watch a bit and then we'll think about dinner. Oh wait, it's dinner time. Yeah. Is basically what happens. Yeah. It actually times out right about, cause we did order pizza. Like yes, you said we, we would. Oh, absolutely. Right about, we were like, okay, this is the last performance. We're going to order pizza now. Yep. So that it comes before the votes come in. <laughs> That's about how it timed out. Yep. Um, and that actually worked pretty good, which I we had three people come to our door mm-hmm. um, on Saturday. And yes. so I just want to apologize to our two neighbors and the pizza person for walking in on, like, loud Eurovision pop music in different languages playing. <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> well, see, I think they're probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, every single person that came to the door, we paid money. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> like, either you were mowing our lawn for us, so I wrote you a check, mm-hmm. or you were selling us peanuts. They were excellent, by the way. Which were extremely well-timed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I paid the $5 for the peanuts. I brought the bag of peanuts inside. I ate the bag of peanuts while I was watching Eurovision. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Like, or I paid you to bring me pizza. Yeah. So, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can put up with our Eurovision music in the background. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Um, yeah. Our boys were funny. They were playing a computer game. Mm hmm. Um, during most of the contest. Oh, yeah. But occasionally, they would kind of wander over and be like, I like that one. <laughs> or they'd sit and watch a song or something. Right. Um, they like Hungary. Mm-hmm. They like the fire. Yeah. Um, they like the Czech Republic still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's funny what they like and don't like. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, should we talk about how it went? Sure. I guess. Uh, so, Israel won. Israel won! Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neda, uh, yes. with Toy, mm-hmm. won. Um, it was not clear that that is what was going to happen until, like, the last two sets of votes. Right. Um, Which, I love the new voting Oh, boy. They, it, they made it so much more intense. Right. But it, it really adds drama. Right. I, I do like it. Yeah. Because, okay, what used to happen, mm-hmm. right, just so... Like, you know, any of our listeners that might be new to Eurovision this year or mm-hmm. recently, uh, it used to be that every country kind of had a choice of how they would determine their votes, mm-hmm. um, where most countries did 50% televoting, 50% jury. So mm-hmm. very much like you see now, uh, except that each country individually combined all those votes into the ranking system, right? Uh, so they would go through each country, say, okay, so we're going to call up Greece, Give us your points, mm-hmm. and they would announce the 12 point, the 10 point, and the 8 point. So they're top three countries from whatever method they used. Right. Right. And you would do this for every single country. But now eventually you get to the point, though, where there would be somebody that was emerging as a leader, mm-hmm. right? And the last you know, three or four countries' votes uh, would sometimes just not matter. Right. Because right? you'd say, okay, well, even if the person in second place gets mm-hmm. 12 points from everybody left, they're right. not going to pass the person in first place. Right. So at that point, whoever's in first place is cheering and jumping up and down. And then we're meaninglessly talking to three or four more yeah. countries to find out what their votes were, even though it really doesn't matter yeah. at that point. Yeah. Right. I'm sure it's important to the people in those countries to the outcome of the contest. Yeah, it does not matter. It does yeah. not matter at that point. Right. So, so there was... I guess a recognition that this, Mm -hmm. you lost suspense Mm -hmm. with this type of system. Yeah. Right. So then you have the new voting system where they've separated out for each country, the jury vote and the popular vote. Uh, And now, and really what it's designed to do uh, is that, okay, we have the jury votes announced so that you can see the people say, here's where our 12 points go. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then when they do the um, popular vote, they're doing it so that they're giving out increasingly more and more points, right? So there's always the question of, are there enough points yeah. left to let whoever hasn't gotten their points yet push their way all the way up to first place? Mm-hmm. Now, if you're really good at math, you can probably figure it out, but it would take a lot of calculating. I'd have to have a spreadsheet in front of me to do it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Really. 
even for me and everybody who has paid attention to this podcast knows that I love my spreadsheets. He does. I love doing these analyses. Yeah. Uh, but in the moment watching Eurovision, I don't want to be typing in, oh, Israel got 68 points from them. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Israel. Ukraine got 68 points mm-hmm. from the popular vote. So-and-so got some. How many How many popular vote points are there left? Because I know what the total is. It's not yeah. that hard to figure it. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's just way more fun to just like watch and go. Oh no! Oh no! Right, <gasps> right. and then and then you kind of can can kind of eyeball it and say, okay, yeah. well, with how much of a difference there is between Cyprus and Israel being the two mm-hmm. that haven't gotten their popular vote points yet, is it possible right for Cyprus to you know, come push back past yeah. Israel and end up taking it? And the answer is yes. So we want to know yeah. this next to last announcement: who had the second most points? It was Cyprus. Yes. Okay, Israel's going to win. <laughs> right? And that's the way you want the contest to go, right? Yeah. Okay, we know who the top few are going to be. You have the last mm-hmm. two where it could be either of them. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you make an announcement and that clarifies whether who it was that won. Very tense. Very fun. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, and, and everything got switched around. It was funny because we had some friends who... Um, who were producer Mark, one of our friends, yeah. uh, who's been on the show before. Yeah. Um, Brian, who's been on the show. Yeah. Was Cody on the show too, maybe? Yes. Um, they were, they were all watching as well. And so I was texting with producer Mark. Mm-hmm. And after the jury vote, he was like, Oh wow, this was unexpected. I'm like, Oh, just, just wait because the popular just vote wait. can change everything. And yeah. it did. It yeah. did. The jury at the end of the jury votes, Austria was in the lead. Right. It was Austria, Sweden, and Cyprus. Austria yes. and Sweden coming out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, they kept going up and we were like, what is even happening? Right. Like, where did this I, come from? Yeah, like when you looked at the bookies, what you say, like Austria was ranked like 20th or something. Yeah, something like, like 16th, like, I think maybe. Okay. Like something were, like that. So somewhere yeah. like just below the mid, yeah. the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Now Sweden wasn't way down there, but they were still like 7th. Yeah, they were not like in the, the top. In the top at all. Right. So this was like, this was just crazy. <laughs> what? Like, every, Austria kept climbing and climbing and climbing. It was very surprising. Yeah. Um, yeah. But once you got the popular vote in there. Yep. Um, Israel, obviously, Lithuania was very high mm-hmm. in the popular vote. As I was, don't blame people. That is an adorable song. It is adorable. Yeah. Uh, Serbia was pretty high, too. Okay. So, you know... Um, it just switches everything all around. Absolutely. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately, it was Israel mm-hmm. um, that came off out with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, 500 points, I think? Uh, yeah, totaling out, it's 529 points. Okay. Is what they had. Yeah. Um, compared to Cyprus being you know, like 436, if I'm getting my mm-hmm. numbers right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was close. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was close. It, it was... Mm-hmm. As the system is designed to be, it was a nail biter down to it the was. end. Yeah. It was. It was very mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Um, now this is not uh, a decision. This is not a win without controversy, right? Which I think we'd probably be remiss if we did not at least mention it. Well, I mean, there's always controversy around. Yeah, that's sort of what you do, right. With Eurovision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't like the winner, or you love the winner. And then right. you yell at people who don't like them, right. or maybe you don't like them and you yell at people on the internet who do like them. That's what Twitter's for. Right. That's that's what Twitter's for. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, Facebook. Similarly, Facebook, although less so, I think, with Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably true. With Eurovision, yeah, yeah. I Eurovision, mean, I think is heavier with Twitter. other things. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I but, think I think Twitter has more of an international. That's true. Whole than Facebook yeah. does. That's true, and frankly, those of us in America who are 
Inda, you're probably tweeting about it more than we are Facebooking yeah. about it. Yeah, most of you are. <laughs> um, I am not. No, you're not. No, I'm much more Facebook person myself. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy the Twitter community mm-hmm. um, because you get some really funny takes on things. True. But it was interesting because almost like as soon as Israel's win was announced, mm-hmm. like you started kind of getting these people. Are, people seem to be angry for two reasons. Yes. Um, one is that it is a chicken song. Well, right. okay, like yeah. nah, two broad categories. Mm-hmm. One broad category is um like Netta and the song itself. Right. So like it is not musical enough, it is right. too um it is too gimmicky, mm-hmm. it is culturally appropriative with the Asian theme. Mm-hmm. Um she is fat, people do not like that she is fat, mm-hmm. which forget you. Um she's adorable. <laughs> I don't agree with that one. <laughs> we can debate some of the other ones, but like Mm. You can, don't come at me with that one. That's you're you're incorrect. Um, <laughs> so those are that's kind of the the artistic, right? Like right. Cyprus was, yeah. you know, they they those people tended to think that Cyprus should have yeah. won. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I did see someone, um, one of my Facebook friends, who actually I don't think listens to this podcast, but is European, <laughs> uh, commenting. Uh, I believe they used quote-unquote song to describe mm. toy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Which, right. that's a style thing, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well. But then, so that's the sort of the art. I mean, like when we first reviewed it, we said, it, we said like, it's one you'll either love or hate. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's not a middling ballad. No. Um, that is for sure. No. <laughs> Nor is it, for example, like Cyprus, which is... Not a ballad. It's just kind of a standard Beyonce style pop song. It is, song. and she did a fantastic job. Yeah, it was you know, technically I, very good. It was very good, right. and her dancing was crazy mm-hmm. good. Yeah, <laughs> and like it was a great slick performance. Right. Um. So nothing wrong there, you know. Right. Uh. But but so that's that's sort of the one con- reason people are complaining. Right. Well, which then, isn't particularly controversial as far as that you know, goes. No, that's pretty that's, standard. Oh, I mean, people People have opinions. And, when Salvador Sobral won last year. Right. Because what's up with that, Portugal? Like, you know. Right. No fire at all. Come on. I did have to laugh, though. Yes. <laughs> I, I did. So, <laughs> so, like, his big thing last year right. was, you know... Maybe this proves that, you know, my winning, maybe this proves that, like, we can get back to it. It's just all about the music. Right, yeah. You know? Music is about feeling, not fireworks. Right? And then, like, mm, a lot of the acts were like, more fire! <laughs> right. And the top, the top couple acts oh, were yes. like, gimmicks, and fire, and robots, and electronics, and there's a piano coffin! <laughs> Forget you, Salvador Sobral! <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's true. No, not everyone. There it's were some true. lovely music ballads that were just Yeah, they were just music. Just music. And yeah. and they were and they were lovely. I did mm-hmm. like this was an extremely yeah. strong year all around, really. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but okay, okay, here we go. So when we look at the televoting, right, right to get a sense of kind of how the public right. Right, sees this. Uh Israel got first. Right. Cyprus second. Right. Right. Italy third. Now, Italy was more musical. Um, you didn't get a whole lot of fireworks there. No. Right. The Czech Republic, which not 
technically fireworks, but no, it but was a fairly gimmicky it performance. It was fairly gimmicky. I loved it. Loved it. But yes, it was it was fairly gimmicky. I think you used your loved it too soon. Because fifth was Denmark. Denmark! Denmark, you right, guys! Right. Was fifth in the popular vote. It's amazing. It's no, a Viking there song. Are no, there are not gimmicks in that song. It is just a bunch of strong Viking men. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Yep, we're going with that. Then we have Germany is probably more in the Salvador yeah, yes. kind of school of thought. Agreed. Right. Yes. Although even he mm-hmm. had projection behind yes, he him did. and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have seventh, just to prove the point, Ukraine. <laughs> right. Followed right. by Moldova. Right. And Estonia. Right. Right. So we have catch the piano stairs on fire. Sure. Right. Uh, followed by... The, the body panel, double panel door body double yeah that was great thing which was great fun and then you have either LED dress or projector dress I don't know one yeah, of the two we're not sure right so so they're like in the top eight you have like maybe two yeah that are not really flashy right as far as that goes right um, because. Sorry, that is what people want from your Right. We right. want to see glitter. All right. We want to see crazy dancing. Mm-hmm. We want to see fireworks. Right. I, you know, I want to see something explode. Right. Like, like Serbia mm-hmm. and their flute wizard. Like, I want more <laughs> flute wizards. <laughs> that guy was awesome. Right. right. And, you know, and sometimes you can overcome this with a particular style of song, which is what Salvador did. Right. right. But right. I think on average, yeah, people are looking yeah. for the fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And fireworks certainly won. But, right. but, so that's the artistic controversy. Right. right. Yeah, but it was hilarious watching him hand her <laughs> yeah. the trophy. Because they're very much like, fine, here's your trophy. And he just nopes off the stage. <laughs> he just walks right off. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he was not at all interested in congratulating Neto for. I read a quote. Neto. Um, that he said that YouTube thought he might want to see the, the Israeli entry for this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did not care for it very much. He's like, the good thing is I don't have to listen to any of them this year. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Salvador. Okay. Um, yeah, but so that's, that's, that's that side of the controversy. Right. And then what, so why don't you... Talk about the other side of the controversy. Right. Well, I, naturally, there's always kind of this... I just like saying it that way. I'm sorry. Uh, well, we're American. We're supposed to be giving an American perspective. So the controversy... Right. <laughs> Being the way we Americans mispronounce that word. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, so, so um, the other side of this is that uh, there's always kind of this political overtone, undertone, <laughs> tone of tone? some sort um, around the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that shows up sometimes in extremely obvious ways. Like, for example, if you have a winner from the Junior Eurovision Song Contest who happens to be from Russia come and perform, they might possibly get booed. Possibly. This is possible. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Because, you know, Russia's not being very nice right. uh, politically. Or like, you know, how Yulia could not come sing last year. Right. Right. Yeah, you might have people yeah. get banned from the country. Right. Right. That kind of thing. Um, that, that, you know, so you have kind of this political, mm-hmm. I don't know, atmosphere yeah. right there as yeah, well. Yeah, as much as as mm-hmm. much as the contest itself says it is not. Right. You know, it is very much like we are not 
you know, this is not political. It is about coming together because the whole point of right. it was like anti-political, you know, right. like exactly. the whole reason we have Eurovision is to come together after World War II, right? right? Exactly. Come together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, for example, if you if you watch the contest, you notice that there are lots of national flags there, but they're mm-hmm. actually very restrictive as to what you can bring in. Yeah. In terms of kind of what symbols are acceptable, it's basically rainbow flags mm-hmm. and um, national flags. Right. And I think there are like some other exceptions, like like you might be able to bring in an EU flag or something like that, right? Um, but like they don't want you having, say, a, a poster about how I don't know about how wonderful Angela Merkel is or, or whatever, right? Yeah. Right. So they want to try to keep any explicitly political right. uh, statements out. Right. You kind of, I guess, you're allowed to own your national identity, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, so then you um, look, I guess, somewhat more deeply at what Israel is doing in the political scene. And, you know, the idea is that, as you said, right, Eurovision is supposed to be kind of us all coming together, right? Uh, a celebration of you know, peace and unity and the like. Mm-hmm. And Israel not getting along particularly well with some people in their own country. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I have seen the word genocide used right. in reference to their policies and certainly kind of you know, uh, seemingly trying to start a war with Iran and the like. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, although I will say this is something like as an American, we are far less aware of. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, than a lot of the world. Because, um, you know, we have a free press, but <laughs> uh, I think that there's also a, a fairly strong pro-Israel um Slant, yes, in our culture, yeah. Uh, right, seeing Israel as being a fairly long time ally, the, the only democracy in the Middle East, that kind of thing, right? Uh, right. So I don't like this idea that Israel is committing genocide is not something I would see on an American network at no, all. No, not uh, at all. And I'm not just saying like you know not on Fox News, which is known to be relatively right. more conservative, but even like you know, CNN, MSNBC being right. one of the more uh, liberal leaning of of the press, you know, would not use this type of yeah. terminology. I mean, just right. from the um, since we are an American view of Eurovision, right. um, Israel's win did not kind of. Right. Strike those tones to us. No. <laughs> at all. At no. all. You no. Know. No, not, not, not whatsoever. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, but, so it was interesting to see that start. Right. Like, whoa, oh, that's right. unexpected because it, right. you know, doesn't. Israel's doing what? Yeah. Because it's yeah. something we, we literally do not hear about. Yeah. 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 Like, like, okay. So, so they're, so, okay. The Israelis and the Palestinians aren't getting along, but they've not gotten along for the past 75 years. Right. right. So, and right. that's kind of the attitude that we tend to take to it. Right. We don't see it as necessarily being any worse than it has ever been. Right. Right. Um, and frankly, our news media is kind of caught up in um, national things mm-hmm. as opposed to international things. Right. So oh, yes, most absolutely. of the headlines yeah. that we are seeing, if you are not American, you might not know this, mm-hmm. but most of the headlines that we are seeing are very national. Oh, yes. It is difficult to find international news right. yeah. on national um on the national stage right here. Like that's why it's really important to like look on the internet and have several different news sources. Um, because if you are just paying attention to what's 
being told in America from both sides, right. from all sides. Yeah. It is entirely national. Yes. Like we do not know very much about the international yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much all we know about the international scene is in as far as it interacts with us right. for the most part. Yeah, correct. Right. So like we hear a lot about Russia because right. Russia uh, is caught up in America. Right, some, is, is in caught up ways. with our most recent presidential election. Exactly. Right. So, so we hear a lot about that side of it. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily hear almost anything else about what's happening happening in Russia. Yeah. Uh, we hear a little bit about North and South Korea getting along better. We do. Um, but a lot of that is probably because of the Olympics, um, if we're going to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That made us more yep. aware, right, so that mm-hmm. uh, Americans are actually slightly more interested in that relationship. Uh, but outside mm-hmm. of that, we don't really hear much. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um. I don't really have much right. else to say about right. that, except that it was right. so that that and doesn't. I, and I also wonder, just mm-hmm. thinking culturally, uh, how much uh, pro-Israel sentiment is tied up, right, with the kind of uh, anti-Nazi sentiment, mm-hmm. and that it's very difficult uh, as an American to be somebody who uh, would oppose a pro-Israel stance without getting labeled an anti-Semite. Correct. Yeah, right? and. And to be honest, it's not like the Jewish people in America are necessarily all pro-Israel. Mm-hmm. Because they're not. I'm like, yeah. they're, they're just not. Right? So so tying these together doesn't actually make any sense, uh, but it is nonetheless something that does happen. Politics are messy. Oh, yes. Um, everywhere. Everywhere. Politics are messy everywhere, and international politics, doubly so, mm-hmm. um, because you are viewing them from the, your own national lens. Right. So... Um, just putting that out there. Yeah. But so, so, you know, anyway, those are the two kind of controversies mm-hmm. with Israel this year. You know what I'd like to see? Hmm. I'd like to see a statistic somewhere about the percentage of Americans that never leave the U.S. in their lives. I bet it's fairly right. high. Right. But the, I want to see that compared to other countries. Hmm. Right. Because I'd be willing to guess that the grand majority of Europeans go to another yes. country at some point. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I'd also be willing to bet that the grand majority of Americans never bother getting a passport right. because why would you need to leave America? We're enormous. That's right. the thing. That's the thing. And we're, everybody here speaks English. Because well, we were almost. in yeah. Europe. We, yeah. we went to Europe for our honeymoon to right. London. And, um, and that is the thing. You take a, you're like in France in an hour right. or two, you yeah. know, like it's insane yeah. how easy it is to just travel around. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even be, I can barely be in a different state in an hour. Right. Like I can just about hit the Pennsylvania border yes. in an hour. Yeah. Growing up, um, I'm not sure that I could hit another state in an hour from where I grew up. It'd be well, close. We maybe might, Maryland. Maybe, maybe Maryland. Maybe if you drove south, you could have gotten to Maryland. Maybe. Yeah. Like I, I and I think that's a, again, that's an American European thing. Right. Like, Y'all in Europe who are so close together, I don't know if you right. understand, like, we are huge. Right. And we have such different things mm-hmm. that you can stay in the United States right. and get the tropical experience in Hawaii or the beach experience in Florida. Right. You can get the cold experience in Alaska. You can get the beautiful fall in New England. Mm-hmm. You can get farming in the, you know, in yep. the Midwest. You can, right. you know. You can see the mountains in Colorado exactly. and Montana. And, and you're still in your same country. You right. do not need to get a passport for this. Right, exactly. Um, so now I, th- I bet I bet the percentage is fairly high of people yeah. who have not gone outside of mm-hmm. the United States. Yeah, and that is not. I would I would say that is not a good thing. 
Oh, yeah. I am not in favor right. of that. Yeah, but, but I think it um, yeah, it certainly feeds into the, mm-hmm. in some sense, very provincial view of, yeah. uh, that Americans have. Agreed. The right. insular right. sort of feel that we have. Right. It's easy for us to be um, um, isolationist. <laughs> right. I mean, like, we don't actually have to interact with any other countries on a regular basis. <laughs> but it, as far as the, the general public goes. Right, exactly. You know, like, I myself. Uh, right. I don't even have to interact with Pennsylvanians that often. Right. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, right. New York, people from New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So, yeah, we just, it's a very different yeah. world view yeah. that we're dealing with there. I mean, yeah, you, you think about it, like, we live in Ohio, which mm-hmm. is not at all the most populous state. We have, like, 10 million people. Yeah. Right? Which I, New York City is basically <laughs> that big. Uh, but we still have a larger population than many European countries. We do. <laughs> Right. Our state, right? Our, our, state. our state alone, yeah, right, has a larger population. In some cases, many times over, right, than mm-hmm. certain European countries, right. So it's it's kind of it's interesting to think about that fact, yeah, right. It's I don't think that as Americans we are as aware of the of I guess the reality of what life is like, mm-hmm. right, when your country is much smaller mm-hmm. um, geographically, right, so that you actually do. Interact yeah. with people from different countries on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, yeah, that was a yeah, that was that was, was a, a rabbit of, trail. But... It, it was a rabbit trail, <laughs> but but I think that it does help kind of provide a certain amount of context for why it is that say I think Americans would react differently to Israel's win, right? Yeah, uh, than people from any other country <laughs> right. would, because right? because we see Israel differently. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I think that, that this is an important right. discussion for you to have if you are European or American. Right. Because you have to take into account both worldviews, you know, mm-hmm. both both lenses that you're, that pe- things are being looked at from. Because right. it's easy as Americans to look at a lot of the controversy and be like, this is ridiculous. Right. Like, why is, you know, where did this, uh, you know, why is, why does the UK think Ireland hates them so much? <laughs> <laughs> why does Ireland think the UK hates I don't just, Right. Poor UK. I think got robbed this year. I don't think that they I sh- loved I don't, Storm. I don't necessarily think that they should have won. Oh no. But they ch- did not deserve to be as low as they were no. this year. I they she had a very good performance. Yeah. Oh actually, we sh- let's just go ahead and segue into that. Because that? talking about incidents. Oh yeah. Oh um, yes. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh Surrey. Yeah. Was the the UK representative, mm-hmm. and she did do a fantastic job. I really like that song. And she really did a really good song. job. Yeah. Um, but partway through her act, uh, an activist, his name is Doctor AC from the from the couple articles I've looked at. I doubt that is his real name. I doubt that is his real name too. Um, but he is uh, he's an activist, and he he got on stage and he Kanye'd the mic from her mm-hmm. and yelled something about Nazis and UK media. Um, and then got immediately tackled sure. <laughs> and taken off the stage. And Suri just kind of like crack, clapped along um, until she could get the mic back and then yeah. finished like really strong. Yeah. Like she she was incredibly professional. Oh, yeah. Um, she was given the opportunity to perform again. Mm-hmm. But they said, you know, they're proud of their performance. They didn't see any reason to. She right. said, you know, they didn't see any reason to perform again. So they just mm-hmm. kind of stuck with that. But I mean, yeah. she did a, a really fantastic job. Yeah. Um. And I'm, I was disappointed mm-hmm. in, in how low. Yeah. I'm kind of voting down the UK is yeah, what you do, though. That's like, right. Yeah. The, the UK, it really doesn't matter how well they do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do very well in the voting. No, it's, and it's a shame because this was, this yeah. was a very good, yeah. 
a very good act. Yeah, it was. It was. Let's see. Uh, okay, here we go. In the jury well, they were in, vote. In the bottom. Yeah. Well, it's not far. <laughs> so in the jury vote, uh-huh. they were 23rd <sighs> out of 26. They did slightly better in the popular vote. They were 20th out of 26. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's something, well, kind of one of the jokes is nobody likes to vote for the islands. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you do see a little bit of a tendency for people to vote kind of geographically. Oh, yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, uh, I really need to gather the data on that to see the odds of getting 12 points from somebody and how that increases or decreases with distance between your capitals. But having not done that, <laughs> it, it does seem to be like, oh, well, this is a former Yugoslav country. Who are they going to give their 12 points to? Oh, another former Yugoslav <laughs> right. country. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. Right. That, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so that, that seems to be fairly common. Yeah, you you do get a tendency yeah. toward that. Yeah, and that's where, like, like Ireland and the UK, as much as they may not actually like each other, they are somewhat more likely to give each other 12 points yeah. than many other countries are, because... They're islands that they're are right, close to each right other. There, yeah, they're right there. They're right there. <laughs> and that's why Iceland, despite being awesome on a fairly continuous yeah. basis, is not going to win. No, which is a shame because Iceland. I know. I know. Greta had two times she should have won. She sure did. She was great. Um, but whatever. Although Iceland this year, I don't think I loved as much. No, no, it was, it was a bit more me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was... Um, yeah, so that was, that was that was an interesting happening yeah, this year. Yeah, um, I guess this guy has done it in like The Voice and some other shows, and so, so he's like, the, the, the police know who he is, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do want to shout out Sri. She did a great job. Wait, wait. So, so, so this guy actually makes a habit of going to song contests, hopping up on stage, and grabbing the microphone. Apparently, that is hilarious. <laughs> That's just hilarious. People would make interesting choices with their lives, haven't they? Yes. Wow. <laughs> I think I missed my calling. <laughs> you, you would never do that. No, of course not. No, that's ridiculous. So let's um, let's talk about, because you might be able to hear the baby just started crying. So let's wrap this up. Let's talk about our... <laughs> oh. Okay, never mind. Oh, I was going to talk about our, our wins. Let's do that. Okay. All right. So Baby O is here to help us uh, with our with our awards. That's right. You know, right. Every year we have sort of a couple set categories. Right. That we have found songs tend to fit into. Yes. Yeah. So uh, should we just hop in? Yeah. Okay. So the first award that we like to give is the trying to win like last year did. Award. Right. Right. So this is um, generally given to the song that uh, is similar in style, performance, whatever, in some way, extremely reminiscent, right, of the previous year's winner. Mm -hmm. There's Uh, always one. Yeah, there's always one that comes reasonably close. (laughs) Uh, So this year we decided that one would go to Spain. Yeah. Yeah. So Spain, like, there are some obvious differences. For example, it's a A duet duet. rather than a solo. Yeah. But it sort has this very sweet... Yes. Right, uh, type of feel to it. In, a, a in their native language. Yeah, in their native language, a relatively simple performance. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it definitely felt like it was in the spirit of right, uh, Salvador. Yeah. Oh, they were super cute, though. I love that oh, song. Oh, yeah. It was and they were super song. cute. Um, but yeah, it was very much 
you know, just that kind of lilting, low-key, mm-hmm. like you said, sweet, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also uh, like to award the Celine Dion Award. Right. Um, Celine Dion, obviously, won Eurovision. Um, yes. Also, one of Lucas's favorite singers. Yes. Actually. Oh, and she's one of the best in the world. Right. At least in Europe. <laughs> At least in Europe. Which is which is impressive since she's not actually from Europe. I know. Um <laughs> but but so we, we care deeply about Celine Dion in yes. this house. Um and Right. So this one we, we look for a song that reminds us of right mm-hmm. Celine Dion. Uh sometimes it's because the singer has a voice that's remarkably similar yeah. to Celine Dion. Sometimes it's just a song that I could imagine being on a Celine Dion album or something like that. Uh so this here that one went to Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, listen to Australia's song. Oh, yeah. I would yeah. believe that Celine Dion wrote it. Even her performance was... Um, it was a little more energetic, I think. Yes. Than a Celine performance would yeah. have been. But just, yeah, it was... It, it's very Celine Dion-y. Yeah, and I will say this year, the Celine Dion Award, uh, it's, not as, it's not as close a pairing as we have sometimes had right. in the past. Right, so, so sometimes there's a very obvious, right, Celine Dion award. <laughs> this one, it wasn't quite as obvious, but I think Australia would, would get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think they're the best. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of on a similar note, we also like to give the ABBA award. Yes. <laughs> right? uh, this one was actually originally inspired uh, by Charoban right. several years Serbia, ago. Serbia, right? Wasn't it yeah, Serbia? I believe it was Serbia. Yeah. Uh, several years ago, where, and the joke that I made... When we were watching it, and this was before the podcast, well before the podcast. Oh, yeah. I think it might have been, like, the first year we actually watched the whole thing might, or something It might like have that. been. Yeah. It, was, it was definitely an early year. Uh, I joked that it looked like they thought they were competing with ABBA. Right. right. Against ABBA. Right. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Competing against ABBA. Right. So, um, we have, since that time, noticed that this is not an unusual thing to have happen. Right? That you have a, a song that is very similar in mm-hmm. style to something that ABBA might do. It's a little more rare than the other two. Right, because um, that was a longer time ago. <laughs> right, right. But... <laughs> that was longer than last year, <laughs> or Celine Dion, which was uh, a while ago, but not... Yeah. Not ABBA. Not as far, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this year, who gets the ABBA award? Moldova! <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> um... I don't know. They just had that feel. Mm-hmm. They were a little closest in that feel. Yeah. Obviously, not an exact match. No. Um, because Ska is alive in Moldova. Right. Um, and this was an adorable, adorable oh, yeah. Ska song act. Fantastic. Right. Um, but it did, it had that kind of upbeat, mm-hmm. kind of perky, like lively. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think I commented while we were watching it that if I if I took the instrumentation mm-hmm. out, like, right. if you fix the instrumentation to make it more ABBA-like. Yeah. The song would definitely be something that Abba could sing. Like, get rid of the dirty horns and, and you know. Right. Put, you know. Right. It could be Abba-y. So. Yes. Uh, we did have one that did not have any entries this yes. year, surprisingly enough. And it was the Rocking Out Harder Than the Song Deserves Right. This award. is one of your favorite awards. It is one of my favorite awards because there's often someone who is singing a middling song, mm-hmm. like like a song that's just like kind of a, a middle beat, mm-hmm. but in their head, they're clearly doing like thrasher metal. Right. And so they're singing this sort of normal beat song, but just rocking it out with the microphone and whipping their hair around. And yeah. Just, they do, that song does not deserve that kind of rocking out. Right. But everyone was appropriately rocking out right. this year. Yeah. I feel like 
I feel like the people that, like, when we were watching preview mm-hmm. videos and semifinals, that kind of thing, where we said, oh, that looks like a Rocky yeah. Award, they tended not to make it onto the final right. this time around. Right. So everybody who was in the final was either appropriately rocking out or appropriately not rocking out. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the level of rocking out matched the song appropriately. So good job, so. everyone. Good job calibrating your rocking out meter. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to fit our subjective opinion exactly. of how much yeah. you should be rocking out. Clearly, they were paying attention to our comments from before. So. Of course, of course. I mean, what we say is important. <laughs> we're American. <laughs> All right. Uh, then our, our final award. Right. We actually have two contestants for this one. Yes. So I guess we'll we'll have a winner and an honorable mention. Right. There we go. Uh, is the Spirit of Eurovision Award. Mm-hmm. Right. The Spirit of Eurovision Award is who goes, uh, and it goes to the weirdest. Usually, yeah. This is really. a very broad category. Yeah, it's a fairly broad category. But it's somebody that kind of embraces the strangeness of Eurovision. Right. Uh, yeah. Lord I would be a winner. Right. For exactly. example. Yeah. Sometimes it is actually the person who wins that gets right. it. Much of the time it's not. You know, Vampires Are Alive. Right. Totally would win it. They did right. not win Eurovision. Um, but that is a spirit of Eurovision winner. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, like you understand this is a time that you can just really do odd things. Yeah. Right. And, and we love it. Yes. So I think having heard that description, it should not be at all surprising who the two contenders are. Uh, but we decided the winner... Mm-hmm. Uh, this year is going to be Ukraine. Yeah. Melovine or Me Lovin'. Me Lovin'. <laughs> uh, interestingly, we heard both pronunciations from official yeah. parties. Uh, that is, the American commentators definitely, definitely called him Me Lovin'. Uh, whereas the, uh, the hosts definitely used Melovine, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, come on. He, he's a vampire, starts out laying in a piano. A coffin. Yeah, a piano coffin. Yeah. Yes. And then, like, rises up. like And rises up out of the like coffin. Like on a spring. Right. Right. <laughs> and he's got, like, the contact lenses. Right. Like, the vampire contact lenses and the yes. long coats. And then he sets the piano stairs on fire. Yes. <laughs> the piano coffin stairs on fire. It is right. Um, very Eurovision-y. Yes, that, that is the spirit of Eurovision right there. <laughs> that, that is. Right. Fire and vampires and coffin pianos and right. just... Um, oh, and his coat of roses. No, that was Alexiev. I'm sorry. That, that was Alexiev. That was Alexiev. Yeah, that was not me loving. Yeah, Alexiev would have been a strong contender. Yeah, he would have been a strong contender, yeah. Although um, I think he might have been a little bit too disturbing. Yeah, because Eurovision is not... Right. Disturbing. Uh, right. Normally... The spirit. Right. Not. If you win the Spirit of Eurovision Award, it's because I think you have a good sense of humor about the contest. Right. Not so much because I think that you you might need to be under observation. Like Cesar? Cesar, yes. Cesar. It's my life. Spirit of Eurovision. Um, Absolutely. Like, just had, like, people in nude-colored body stockings come out from under his elevated dress and dance around. Like, that was an amazing performance. Yes. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing right. we have in mind. That's what we look for. Right. Where you're clearly putting on a show. There's not yeah. necessarily, there's probably not anything Berka wrong Sidushka. with you as a person. Berka Sidushka yes, is, right. is about like the epitome of, you yes. know. Yes, yeah. yeah. We um, may want to rename this the Verka Sidushka Award. Yeah, maybe actually. But, but the spirit of Eurovision, right? Right. So, so you're having fun with it. We right. don't necessarily need to have you committed like to any kind of psych ward. You're not doing a bad job. Right. You know, you're doing your best, but you are, you know, clearly enjoying, like, the spirit in which right. Eurovision is presented. Right, exactly. Um, and so our runner-up, of course, was Israel. Right. 
Um, because she also had that spirit going. Right. Um, clearly enjoying what she was doing, and it was real weird. Her 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 backup dancers might have been a stronger contender than Netta herself, actually. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. But, those ladies. Know, they're, they're all part of one pack. <laughs> right, right. Um, but so, yeah, that, that was our winner. Ukraine a winner is a real runner-up for the spirit of Eurovision. Yes. Uh, and those are our, those are our awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like giving our awards. I know you it's do. It's kind of fun. I know you do. So, you have anything else to add, BBO? Yeah, no. <laughs> He's mostly just angry. He's awake. Um, I think that's it, though, for the final wrap up. Anything? Oh, I guess we could talk about like the hostesses. There were four. Yeah, there were four hostesses. hostesses. Um, I couldn't tell them apart. No, not really. There was the one with the big eyes, and yes. then the American. Yeah. She's not American, she's Portuguese, no, but she but, yeah. she's on NCIS Los Angeles, I think. Oh, okay. It was. Um, sure. Yeah, they were all right. Honestly, I, we we were spoiled. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, ever since Mons and Pietra, basically all anybody says is, why can't we have Mons and Pietra every year? Because they were perfect. They were amazing. Perfecto, as our middle son would say. Yes. They were perfecto. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> So everything since then has been, you know, something of a disappointment. Yeah. They were fine. Yeah, they were fine. No, I, no, you know, no big complaints. Right. Yeah, we, we've fine. definitely had far worse. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But they weren't Mons and Petra. And that, no. That's difficult. <laughs> and that is a point against them. Yeah. That's hard to beat. All right. So any anything more no, before we, we close we up? we wrap it up for the 2018 final? Sure. Sure. Let's wrap it up. All right. Um... Thanks for listening this season. Uh, we might have an episode or two uh, around, mm-hmm. but we are probably going to be taking a little bit of a break yeah. until next season, uh, right. in the off season, you know, right. as we do. Yeah. Like, my hope right, is that sometime in the next couple of weeks, we'll get together some about the history of Israel, mm-hmm. do a little uh, country specifically feature. in this contest. Right, right. And, right. No, not as a nation. <laughs> So it all began with Moses leaving <laughs> Egypt. No, 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 no. We're going to look at them in the Eurovision Song Contest and look at you know what, what is done well, what is done poorly. What think it with Moses? Israel was a person before Moses. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> anyway, no, yes, in the Eurovision Song Contest is yes. what we will be looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, yeah, within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um. And then probably we'll go a little radio silent. Yeah. Just just because there's not much happening. Right. And like, depending on kind of what our schedule looks like, mm-hmm. we might have some comments about Junior Eurovision. We might have some comments about, I don't know. What the orchestra. The, the orchestra or, or, or whatever. Because there are these uh, other Eurovision. Um, adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they're sponsored by right. know, the Eurovision umbrella. Um, so they fall under that. Uh, so if you're interested in those, feel free to look them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may or may not comment on them depending on the time of year and how busy we are and whether we even think about them, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, our focus is mostly going to be on big Eurovision, right. Eurovision proper. Right. 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 Uh, so you can you count on us being back next year, probably sometime around February, March, right, as previews are starting, maybe sometime between now and then as well. You are right. About what? 
That's probably when you hear about us. But. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess I will wrap it up mm-hmm. and tell you that Ameri Eurovision is a member of the Retrograde Orbit Radio family. You can find us, the Super Sentai Brothers, Mount Olympus Podcast, and the Reaction Project archives at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can reach us on Twitter at Megan Lucas or especially on Facebook where we are Amera Eurovision cast. Thanks for listening. I'm Meg. And I'm Lucas. And in the words of Netta, Wonder Woman, don't you ever forget. You're divine and he's about to regret. I'm not your